communication, honestly. It's Shannon here. All right, so today's topic, uh, it got some reviews. Um, it got the some of the highest interactions that I received, and it is, oddly enough, when we go into a store or we phone somewhere, a place of business, even sometimes a government agency, there's often a statement or a poster or a sign that says, hi, you can't treat us poorly. If you act badly, we will end a phone call, walk away, ask you to leave, and till you can behave yourself appropriately. I 100% understand that people get heated when they are feeling passionate about something or that they um, feel wronged in some way, mm, wouldn't want to work in customer service. Put it that way. I wouldn't want to do it because do, people do have emotions and they do feel strongly about things. But it doesn't mean that people generally get to treat you like garbage. And I'm not going to say I'm perfect in this. There are definitely some decent people in this world that I've told a bit too much information and how I felt about things. But I usually try to base it on their behavior if that's going to happen or try not to do it at all. But I'm not perfect. And I'm cool. I'm like, I get that. People are human and they have reactions. So when you hear this statement, when you phone somewhere or you enter somewhere and it's a statement of treat us properly, do you take recognition of it? Does it make you think, oh yeah, these people are people too. They're just doing their jobs, even if they have to tell you some bad news. Well, why isn't this statement associated to education? You can call certain government agencies. I couldn't actually cite which one it is. Remember in the intro, I said research is not exactly one of my strong suits for time. Um, but why when you phone a school, it doesn't say, we have the right to end this phone call if behavior is not appropriate and um, please uh, conduct yourself accordingly. Let's put it that way. Why is there not a poster when you enter a school that says you need to treat people with respect regardless of what position they're in in this building? Then what about when we book parent-teacher interviews? Could there be a reminder in an email that goes home? Or what, or I think there are also it makes sense to have this statement go home at the beginning of the year with all the paperwork for medical and stuff like that. And it's online, most of it right now. So if it's going straight to people's email boxes and they're more likely to read it, it's really hard to lose it. And you can probably even, not that I know this for sure, you probably have like a, I've read this statement check thing, like uh, a re read email receipt. Why not? Why can't it be put out there that even though we teach your children, we are not to be abused. The problem with working with kids, and it's not like kids are a problem, don't get me wrong, but these are people's babies. They're their children, they're their reason for living. And you're, you're gonna get mama and papa bear, or papa and papa, or mama and mama bear, you're gonna get a bear every once in a while, because you don't always have the best news. Sometimes, knock, knock, knock people, mine included, your kids can be awful. They can make really bad choices and they can get themselves in trouble. It's gotten to the point where I've had this conversation with myself and some friends and some colleagues. And when the school calls me now, I find myself answering with, what did they do now? I'm almost relieved sometimes when they're like, oh, so-and-so's got a cold. Oh, that's it, perfect. Oh, they threw up? Gladly send grandma to go get them. 
Oh, they don't have lunch? Perfect. I'll send somebody with some food because I'm not doing that expensive Uber Eats thing, kid, no matter how much I love you. But there is a recognition right away that my kids aren't perfect. There may be some incidents in what they have done that need to be addressed. Your kid does come home and tell you what they thought or how it's going, but it doesn't mean you need to start with abusing them, the messenger right away, whether that that be the office administrator, secretary, teacher, principal. They wouldn't be calling you if they didn't care about your kid and want to help them out. If these people who work in education, myself included, didn't care about your kid and weren't doing their best, they wouldn't be putting the effort out to try to talk to you and figure things out and problem solve and learn things that might be happening at home and figuring out your child. But don't call me and swear at me. Don't call me and abuse in any way, shape or form. So what is stopping? school boards, ministries, anybody from putting these disclaimers that saying, we're doing your best for your kid. Oh, and by the way, we do take feedback. I'm sure I didn't know that I triggered your kid because something happened to them four years ago that I wasn't present for. Oh, I take that information. I'll learn it. But deliver that information in a way that is not horrendous and terrible. Now, I do realize that all of us as human beings have a right to end conversations if it's abusive and awful but that's super awkward and it's also super hard it then will change the way that you have a relationship with that person hence from that point forward there is a relationship that you as an educator develop with the families and sometimes the extended families and child care providers around students it's just a situation when you're caring for somebody's child but if a person gets a reminder saying, you gotta behave correctly, maybe the beginning of any conversation would start out a lot more positively. That it wouldn't be as fired up because they've gotten the reminder on the phone call saying that you need to treat us properly. I'm not even asking for phone calls to be recorded, which if I were to call my cell phone provider, that's one of the first things they say, this call is for training and records. No, no, they're calling to see who promised what so that they're covered legally. Who are you kidding? So we're not, I'm not even asking for that. I just want a reminder. You don't get to abuse people regardless of how passionate you are about something. Now, this is something that I really think about whenever I have to talk to somebody about my kids who, again, I love, but they're not perfect. I know they make mistakes. But they'll come home to me and tell me something and maybe I can have some information from them. You know, when you put your kid to bed and there's a cuddle and there's a relaxed, safe place and they tell you a little bit more information than perhaps they told to the people at school that day. That is what a job of a parent is. So instead of calling the school going, my child said, and yelling and screaming, I'm really mindful to go, hey, did you know my child shared this with me last night? Could we talk about this aspect? And as the teacher-parent role, I try to write notes out first so I don't get heated. I'm not saying it hasn't happened, because it has. And again, with that whole we can be judgmental, teacher-parents, we can. And try to make sure that we stay on track with my notes so that I can keep myself aligned. It's not easy, not even for a second. And I struggle with the I would do this for one of my students 
not everybody else is going to do whatever it is for your kid the same way that you may have done for one of your students. And that, well, it sucks. It's hard. It's just, it's out there and in here. It gets in my throat and it squeezes me. But not everybody has the same ability or background or resources. And that's super hard. So you've got to hit that balance. So make a statement. Keep us polite. Keep us decent to one another. I'd like to be protected by my school board. How about you? So I'm trying to keep these podcasts around 10 minutes because who the hell has time to listen to four hour podcasts? Love you, Dak Shepard, but they're long, very long sometimes. I'll be honest. I listen to all podcasts at time and a half just to save some time. But what do you think about having a statement of protocol, a statement of how one should behave when teaching when talking to teachers and staff in school. I like the idea. And to be completely honest, in all the years that I have worked in a school, there's been two incidents. One where a teacher got up and walked away, and I don't blame that person whatsoever. The other time is when a parent was so inappropriate and yelling and screaming during a meet the teacher night that other parents walked down to the office and got the admin and were standing there with a cell phone ready to call the police. So there is some protections there, but how comfortable are you that with that? Do you like conflict? Are you going to be able to walk about that? All right, let's keep education as honestly as possible. Tell me what you think about it. You can email me at educationhonestlypodcast at gmail.com or send me a message or find us at educationhonestly on Instagram. We're also on Facebook little less with the uh, fun messenger there, but give us a try. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode of Education Honestly. I hope you like the new intro music. I found out that one of the podcasts actually I listened to got their intro music from the same place I did for the previous episodes, and we're trying something new. Let me know what you think. Thanks for joining me on Education Honestly. Don't forget to follow my mom on Instagram at Education Honestly and Education Honestly on Facebook. Lastly, our email is educationhonestlypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for calling.